Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's a wrestling podcast. That's right, getting over crew are all here and we're going to talk some extreme rules. Uh, any of you uh, long time listeners will remember that we've already done the uh, results from last time, so we're straight into predictions this time. Well, there you go. If you're checking us out on YouTube, you can see our lovely faces. And while you're there, you can click the subscribe button and, uh, you know, maybe let other people know. Word of mouth is an amazing thing. If you're listening along, that's perfectly fine. But you can also subscribe and you can also share, which means a lot to us. So here we go. This is CookieCast getting over. Recording in progress. Definitely for the first time today, we're going to uh, start recording this podcast. We've never done this before. Um, I know that I'm being recorded because the lady said, but uh, I'm going to find out now if uh, if Stu's being recorded and hand hand over to him. Stu? Hello, hello. Welcome along to episode 37 of Getting Over. Uh, last time we came to you with a cheeky results episode, garnished with some delightful wrestling-themed beers. If you haven't had a chance to uh, catch up with SummerSlam or you haven't had a chance to check out what we thought about the beers, please feel free, obviously, to go back and check that one out. Uh, and then come back right here, where you will find, in uh, I was saying, in, in the red corner, that's more of a boxing analogy, I guess, than the uh, the wrestling, but still, in, in the slightly redder corner, uh, Mr... Andy Cook. Uh, can I can I have my full title, please? As in reigning, defending, undisputed, pay-per-view predictions champion of the podcast, Mr. Andy Cook. I mean, it's, it's, it's a delightful, delightful hat you've turned that into. Um, I mean, you see on my screen, I'm, I'm, I'm at the same level, but, you know... We're, we're, we're definitely not because this is now he's holding that title after what was it the third clean sweep of predictions in the end no we had a brief didn't we have a brief interlude where I took it and then oh. I know but when he took it back he did it in style didn't he so mm. um, and the voice that you just heard for, for the uh, for the audio listeners <clears throat> is back once again Mr Matthew Moore hello and the somewhat elect mute Literally and figuratively, I guess at the moment, Mister Mister Paul Williams. There you go. You see, right on cue. Didn't speak. Apo- apologies. I'm uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to make myself a uh, caffeinated beverage, and it is loud. So <laughs> apologies. I'll mute myself so you don't have to uh, listen to my coffee machine. Ah, oh, oh, they there we are, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, professionalism of this podcast. Paul sticking the mute button on there. Right for he's, he's just thinking of you. Is all well done, Paul. I'll have mine black and one, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, also since last time we were here, we had uh, Getting Overs and possibly Cookie Cast's first ever unboxing video. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so, I waited through a wicked delivery from WrestleHQ. Have you seen it? If you've not, again, feel free to, to go and check that out. If you have bothered to watch it, thank you very much. Um, 
it is on the up on the YouTube channel, so whilst you're there, all the usuals, like, share, subscribe, and all that business, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, and if you want to check out the figures, it's uh, superpowertoys.co.uk, so yeah, go, go check them out too. Um, we would normally start with said predictions title, but as we've already said, uh, Mr. Cook holding that aloft proudly earlier on. Um, but we did the results. So let's let's move straight into the news, and there is a lot of news since the last time we were here. Uh, but we might as well start with AEW this time around. Uh, so all out happened within uh, the the time frame since last time, and this was not only CM Punk's return to the ring after seven years away, but we also saw the debuts of Ruby Soho. She won the Casino Battle Royal. Adam Cole taking his place against the, uh, uh, taking his place alongside the rest of the elite. And the man formerly known as Daniel Bryan, Mr. Bryan Danielson, making his AEW debut. Uh, any of you gents seen All Out or any of AEW since the, the pay-per-view? I've seen, like, clip, like, seen clips of it and stuff like that, but not kind of got around to kind of fully watching it. Um, was, was Rosario Dawson at something AEW-based? Yes, yes that, was last, that. that was last week. I saw that happen. Yeah. So... In the States, I believe that Cody is doing some kind of um, semi-reality-based big TV show. That's the one. Go he, can't big say big show. he can't say Big Show on AEW. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not trust Big me, Trust me, he can and does. So. <laughs> That's and just so, does, so does Jim Ross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, on that note, actually, I was watching the Dynamite from, from this past week. He... Uh, he called Malachi Black the correct name and then went, wait a minute, no, no, it's Malachi Black. He, 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 he checked himself, <laughs> which was quite fun. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I enjoyed All Out. Um, I've actually enjoyed uh, Dynamite since as well. AEW seems to be really picking up steam, um, not only just amongst the, the internets, uh, you know, the, the wrestling fans, but also like viewers and all the rest of it, they seem to be really going from strength to strength. Um I'm quite enjoying the fact that there's a good bit of competition and the fact that Dynamite this week opened with Kenny Omega versus um, Brian Danielson as the opening match. Um, I mean, spoiler alert, it was awesome. Uh, but it also also went to a time limit draw as well, which, like, how often does that happen these days? Um, never, Stuart. Never is the answer. But it's all part of the storytelling because nobody came off looking any worse um, apart from the fact they were both absolutely beat to shit with chops all across the chest but um, but yeah really good um, check it check it out if you've not if you've not made time to do so um, and the fact it's on free TV as well still in, in the UK as well is worth worth a shout on on ITV mm-hmm. um, moving away then from AEW I, I feel compelled to ask Andy if he wants to deliver that what he could possibly might think might be the next bit of news. I imagine it's possibly to do with a film. Is it to hmm. do with a film, Stu? Um, kind of, because the person I was going to mention is in said film. But you've, you've mentioned the film. Why, did, why don't you lay that one in now? So um, I, I was I was treated to. Uh, a, a delightful trailer for Netflix's new uh, venture, uh, which has uh, the Undertaker's name in the title. I was like, "Oh wow, the Undertaker getting in bed with Netflix!" 
but they uh, didn't lie in his pockets in any way, shape or form. And as just as I was sort of getting a little bit of a little, building a little excitement, I was swiftly kicked square in the nuts <laughs> because three gentlemen appeared on the screen and ruined my day, or should I say, ruined my new day. <laughs> uh, who has at this point who has the more irrational hatred is it Andy of the New Day or is it Matt of Mark Andrews <laughs> I mean my, I think my hatred is rational is it not is it though maybe we should put it up as a poll <laughs> oh. <laughs> back end of the video chat what a great idea <laughs> um, but yeah this this is the news that um, Netflix have not only it's not only just a movie with the uh, Undertaker and the New Day um, obviously squarely in time for Halloween as well um, but it, it's like one of these like weird Netflix like adventure things where you pick your own path so like it gives you a choice at the end of the chapter and you uh, decide what happens next in that in that respect so you know as a as a a child of the uh, 80s and early 90s I used to have this in book form where you'd get to a page and you'd make a decision and go to a different page I mean it's just it's just a lazy version of that you just it's all on your TV but yeah I don't know I don't know what to make of that personally but we'll uh, well maybe we should uh, maybe we should review it on uh, <laughs> one of the podcasts next time around but yeah have a watch we'll, uh, watch along with Andy as he desperately tries to get the new day killed. <laughs> I, mean, I saw I saw options and like parts of the parts of the trailer suggest that uh, members of the New Day don't make it if you make certain selections and I was like I am all over this. Who should do a live watch along party where I'm just like kill him, kill him, kill him. So so the disappointment of seeing them appear on the screen was swiftly replaced by the uh, option of being able to see them off. Isn't it, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, it brought me down a notch when I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute! I might be able to, uh, you know, get get rid of them in the process of watching it." I think I should. <laughs> wow. And think about the rewatch factor on it, because you know, multiple <laughs> different options. Well, one one man from the new day that you certainly can't get rid of at the moment is. Uh, is Big E. That was where I was headed originally. I thought I thought you would want to deliver the news of how excited you would be when he cashed in the money in the bank on the 13th of September to become the new WWE champion. Um, yeah, I, personally, really well deserved. Long time coming for him. Um, I, personally, for me as well, I, I kept this back and actually watched this unfold with my uh, twin boys and seeing them kind of like light up when it all happened and stuff highlights to me exactly what it's about and that's like really cheesy but like i knew it was coming they didn't and yeah it was it was pretty cool to see that um but i i wondered more if after after we mentioned AEW before after seemingly them hitting home run after home run at the moment is this the beginning of the response by wwe to kind of freshen things up a little bit because not only did they give the new title holder the the, the 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 championship, but they also moved him shows in the process as well. Well, there's um, they've already mentioned the fact they're going to be doing a draft shortly, um, so I think there was a lot of people that were saying it might be a case of he's moved to Raw, but he's not going to be on Raw for long, and that he'll probably get moved back to SmackDown. And they're going to put the 
universal title back onto Raw or something like that. But I can't see it. Uh, it's not happening. Okay. No. Well, Stu says it's not happening, Lizzie Evans. So get so your money on it happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Based on based on my predictions, form one hell <laughs> Um, as Paul alluded to, the, the draft has been confirmed. Um, SmackDown will be home to the first night of picks on the 1st of October, and then Raw will pick up the night two uh, on the 4th. Um, on that basis, then, as Paul's already mentioned, that he'd like to see all of. And this is the guy who, like, who, you know, his, his favourite game is Hot Potato. He wants to see all the titles move around. Um, who, who would you like to see go where? Um. Obviously, I, I, Andy Carson's new day to the bin is the. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be adverse to, to moving. I wouldn't be adverse to a moving um, Reigns to Raw because obviously he's had the championship for a year now. So in theory, he's, he's run through all the competition he, he has that's there to offer. Really, um, so you'd imagine that him moving over to Raw would open up the opportunity to have the McIntyre feud that that never happened unless obviously they keep him on Smackdown they should move McIntyre to McIntyre uh, to smacking down Jesus oh there we go I thought you said McIntyre I was like oh, <laughs> this is amazing no. uh, get that on your t-shirts if, <laughs> if he doesn't if he doesn't open that if he doesn't if he does get draft, uh, drafted to Smackdown and he doesn't open with that little phrase Welcome to Friday Night Smacking Tire, wasn't that? He's missed out on a trick, haven't he? So, um, yeah, I think one of those two options for me would make the most sense. Mm. Aligning it so that Reigns and McIntyre are on the same show. I agree. I had, I already had written down. I, I think McIntyre to SmackDown is pretty much given at this point. I don't think they'll move Reigns because, as much as it would make sense by what Paul said, I think the, the Fox money will will speak more highly of keeping Reigns where he is um, I think that he's also as well not dealt with the Brock Lesnar situation just yet um, clearly that's to come uh, uh, that match has already been announced for Crown Jewel whether he has the, the Universal title after this weekend or not definitely will um, but <coughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, so, so there, there is kind of that situation as well and spoiler Crown Jewel is after the 1st of October so I, th- I think Reigns is pretty safe. Um, it does uh, sort of beg the question as well, after the recent revamp of NXT, which I was going to come to in a second, um, some of the, almost the old guard from NXT probably will maybe not be welcome so much in the, uh, the, the revamp and maybe might find a home on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, or the, you know, Job Centre Cube, whichever way they're feeling that month. But um <laughs> I, I would have before this week I would have put money on um, like possibly Roderick Strong being one of those even though there's the Diamond Man thing going on I think he possibly would have been up for a move um, but they've just put the Cruiserweight title on him so looks like he's there to stay uh, but one man who has reportedly now signed a long term deal with WWE is Pete Dunne so that'd be interesting to see him if he gets a, a shift up as well because they had the chance to put the title on him on the, on the NXT title on him the first week of the revamp and they've gone back to Tommaso Ciampa another one who I thought would move up probably won't now either um, so yeah I guess I guess we'll see where, where that one goes um, so yeah the, the NXT um, re-debut happened on the 14th of September 
they can mention they did crown a new NXT champion in the process in Tommaso Ciampa. This was because uh, Samoa Joe ended up relinquishing the title due to a mysterious injury that just happened to occur three days before the new TV show was due to be aired, when it was everything was brand new. So, was it really an injury? I guess that's to be determined. But um, either way... Way, gone back. Look out for his uh, new book, Stroke Album, in the shops uh, <laughs> in the next week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Goldie's gone back home to Tommaso Ciampa. Kyle O'Reilly was supposed to be in that match for the title and got taken out as well. They put an absolute unknown in, in uh, Von Wagner, who definitely looks like the great Kali. <laughs> um, um, on, uh, on a podcast, it came out that he is... Do you remember the Beverly Brothers from yeah. way back in the day? Um, one of the guys who's called Mike Bloom, I believe was his name. It's his son. Oh. I mean, I didn't realise he'd had relations with the Great Cali at any point, but Jesus Christ, that isn't <laughs> me. Um, so there we are. But yeah, it's. I mean, did, has anybody seen the new NXT yet? I've I'm, I've caught the first episode so far. I haven't quite caught with the new one. Yeah, same. I watched the first episode. Um, thought it looked quite good. Um, uh, Rick Steiner's son. Uh, or Braun Breaker, as they've uh, rechristened him, looks like he's um, pretty swole. <clears throat> I think that's the thing you notice about it, is that everyone's got a bit bigger, a bit more hench. Really? You would, you would and never <laughs> have thought that, uh, that Vince McMahon had taken over the creative control of it, would you? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> I, I thought it was a strange decision to put it on, put the title on um, on Champa. You know, not that he's not a good champ, champion, but it seems uh, you know we want to move away from old indie guys. And I mean, Timothy Thatcher aside, they perhaps put the title on the oldest indie guy, <laughs> and yeah. it seems like you know, and I know like yeah, everybody, you know, it's it. I know they were. I was pretty. Yeah, you're pretty sure they're not going to put it on an unknown. But you kind of think, is Champa the kind of you know? And you know, you'll know. You'll know he'll do a good job, and you know he'll do it right. But you kind of think, surely you want to put it on somebody. You know, somebody who's been who's young and want to take the take the uh, company forward. I mean, you just wonder whether whether uh, Vince walked in there, heard Pete Dunn speak, and was like. Nope. Uh, <laughs> always... I'll, I'll be amazed if Champ is still the uh, still the the champ by Thanksgiving. Agreed. I think it was weird because that would, if if it if it is a legit injury, fair enough. But it was almost like they were going in with Samoa Joe as the experienced professional, safe pair of hands. Then this came up and it absolutely stinks of the fact it's probably that they've just taken it off him to uh, give it back to a seasoned professional as the safe pair of hands again. It's like I, I was convinced that it was going to be Kyle O'Reilly or Pete Dunne. Uh, I think was it Paul? Paul had mentioned amongst us that he thought LA Knight was going to take it, which really probably <laughs> wouldn't have been the worst <laughs> thing ever. Which in hindsight looked even more stupid when he jumped out twice that night because yeah. like he lost he lost the opening match and then was in the main event and lost that as well. It was one of them, though, when he loses in the opening match and you're thinking, OK, he's put that guy over, so now it's absolutely logic that he'll win the main event and then Bron will get the uh, the first shot. It could have happened. Uh, I mean, it's almost like we're giving him ideas again, but um, 
you know, here we are. Um, other excitement that's happened, um, and the final piece before moving to the predictions is this week, this very week that you uh, maybe listened to this podcast, or the podcast, podcast was released, was the revamp of the UK tour. So finally, for all those people who had tickets before, everything went south with COVID, they got to see WWE live. Uh, four dates uh, took place in Newcastle, London, Cardiff and Glasgow. Um, but the rest of the tour has been rescheduled to November. So um, there will still be people who will be hanging on and holding on for like places like Leeds and Sheffield and, and whatnot. Uh, but interestingly, tickets are still available. They have not been snapped up. So if, uh, if you want to get yourself along to see it in person, it's still the opportunity to do so. As I mentioned, uh, we'll move on. So we are here to predict the Extreme Rules 2021 pay-per-view, although... As to be discussed, there is currently one Extreme Rules match on the card. A bit of a strange one. So, yeah, coming to us live this Sunday from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and as usual when we do this, all of the match card information is correct at the time of recording, as per WWE.com. Uh, but as always, card is subject to change. Um, so with that being said, we have six matches to get stuck into. So we will start, gentlemen, with the US title match. Damian Priest versus Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy in a triple threat match. I mean, it looked like we were going to start with the obligatory rematch for the US title. It was all set to be Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. Um, I say obligatory, but Sheamus did have to go through Drew McIntyre in order to get the match at Extreme Rules to begin with. Um, and now the match has included added extra Jeff Hardy. Um, Priest, however, recently defended the title against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in a triple threat match on Raw a few weeks back. Um, if you haven't seen that match, that was a hell of an example of how to do a triple threat on uh, on TV time. Perfect. Really enjoyed it. Really hard hitting. And both of the... Uh, I want to say all the guys, but it feel, feels weird saying that about Sheamus and Drew. Um, definitely putting the, the champion in, in, uh, in a great spotlight. Um... Hardy was later added to this match uh, following a victory over Sheamus on Raw this past week. So, will the Archer of Infamy hit the target once again, or will uh, will Jeff or Sheamus take the title? Paul loves it when I do them, don't you, Paul? Just for that, just for that, let, let's let Paul make the first prediction. God. <laughs> oh, man. Do you just like do these ones just come naturally to you, or do you just do you have to search for them? Like, no, no, it just it just happens. It's like it's like, dad, it's like it's like dad joke Tourette's. It just happens. Ah, of course, of course. Um, it's a bit of a no-brainer for me taking off and it would be stupid. It'll just kill any momentum he's built up. So, priest to retain for me, please. Okay, dokey. Um, Andy, do you want to go next? I see what Paul's saying there, and I like what Paul's saying so much so that uh, if, you me, if you put me down for Jeff Hardy, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with uh, my. You know, Jeff Hardy's probably not got that many matches left in him, um, so if they're going to do something with him, they need to do something too sweet. Um, this could be a good opportunity. Um, so. And and for all his for all his ups and downs and for all of his uh, M- Midley ups, let's be fair. And then issues, shall we go with? 
Uh, I quite like Jeff Hardy. So uh, I don't think I don't I don't think you're on your own there. I think he's I think he's well liked amongst most people. When you say that he doesn't have any matches left in him, I'd agree with that to an extent. But if you think about it, since he's come back, he's probably had a combined total of about a year and a half to two years off with all of his injuries and other activities, shall we say. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, he's probably saved himself the best part of two years of bumps and stuff like that. So. Okay. Um, Matt, do you want to throw on in? I'm, I'm Damien Priest. I've gone first thing, I think. You're Damien Priest? What? I thought you said, I'm Damien Priest. I was like, no, wow, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> Um, I think like I think Hardy's been chucked in there as to, just to eat the pin really and uh, kind of keep Sheamus as kind of thing, keep it going and it'll, it'll probably end up being a Survivor Series match or something like that. I'll, I'll presume. Um, I agree with that to to some extent. I think that the, the triple threat was set up either to protect Sheamus or. To set up Jeff Hardy as the next, uh, the next in line for like the the Damian Priest feud, um, but either way, Priest comes out with the title in my view. So uh, Andy, you could be on your own on Points Island right there. We'll see. Um, yeah. So second match I have on the list is the SmackDown Women's Title match. So Becky Lynch is going in as champion versus Bianca Belair. Um, for months and months, the crowd chanted, we want Becky, but it seems what they actually meant is, we want Becky, but not at the expense of Bianca Belair. At least that's how Becky Lynch seemingly sees things. Uh, we, we certainly got the return of the man at SummerSlam, uh, taking the title from Bianca Belair in an impromptu matchup that lasted 26 seconds. I mean, she's not been shy of reminding people about that since it happened either. Uh, but not only did Becky pick up the title, but she seemingly found her a bad attitude again as well. So it looks like big time Bex is now here to stay. Um, will Belair gain the measure of revenge and take the title back? Or does Lynch retain? See, Paul, I didn't put one in there, so you, you, you're fine this time. <laughs> no, oh, oh, I, I, I can only assume we're, we're, we're less than six months away from a Becky lunch pun of some sort. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how I'd fit that in. Well, I, you'll you're you're a you're experienced there. You'll 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 get it in this. I'm, I'm, that's what she said. I'm assuming. Oh my! I'm assuming that's if we then branch out into uh, Cookie Cast getting over rather than unboxing, we do like a lunch boxing. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? I, I I could I could show you my lunch if if, if it would get views. I mean. Andy would probably get taken off the air if you're going to start showing your lunchbox and stuff like this. So we'll, we'll just we'll just leave it there. Yeah. So so Stu's last comments have made me realise that I'll be ticking the not safe for kids option when I'm <laughs> uploading this later on today. <laughs> it was Paul that said it, not me. Um, okay. Well, on that note, I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, go with Becky Lynch on this one. She's she's blatantly going to retain hot streak as she comes back. I think this will probably be a fairly straightforward pick for everybody. Nods from Mr. Cook. So Absolutely. Becky Lynch and that one for you. Matt, same? Yeah, yeah, there'll be some kind of shit around it, but something I think that it'll be yeah. Yeah, it'll be something along that lines. 
Yeah, I want, I want to pose the opposite account. I think um, Bianca Belair will win, but with the shit hours are by qualification. So I reckon Lynch will get disqualified because then it sort of adds to the okay he, heel persona thing. Because we always go in for a Belair win. Yeah, but I'll, I'll go for the Bella Wayne because I always we always think about this when it's like, oh no, the the champ, the champ can't lose it, like you know, kills the credibility, blah blah blah, like makes them lose momentum, and then we always forget about the count out DQ no title switch thing. So, especially for a heel, getting them getting themselves disqualified is a is a surefire way of uh, making people think you're, you're a bit of a dick. So, okay, so yeah, that's you out there on your own on that one. Right, next match on the card, the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. So it's the Usos versus the Street Profits. Um, the Usos have been busy fellas for the last few months, keeping SmackDown going at the top of the card by assisting their cousin Roman Reigns at every turn. Uh, but this week they also made a trip to Raw, where the Bloodline took on the reunited New Day. And as we've discussed, Andy will have been all over that match, especially for the result as well, seeing as uh, it, it finished with uh, the Bloodline winning. Um it, it, that gave the Usos a measure of momentum, really, heading into the title defence this weekend. Until Bobby Lashley just came out and just destroyed everybody at ringside in the aftermath of him losing the WWE title to uh, Big E the week before. Um, but then in step the Street Profits. These guys have been assisting Finn Balor on SmackDown in his crusade against the Bloodline as well. So there's kind of all these different points meeting in this one. So there's, there's potentially... Even though they're not on um, SmackDown as such, there's the potential maybe for the New Day to kind of stick the roar in here as well. Um, but the match was obviously scheduled for the Street Profits and the Usos to iron out the differences based on their previous. Uh, Ego Paul, this is this is just for you now. I'm going to put these in all the time now, just for you. So the Street Profits always want the smoke. But are they going to bring the fire to extreme rules? There you go. You enjoy that one. I will stop with these at some point, I'm sure. Um, I'm, yeah, I went first. <sighs> time, some, Paul went first the first time. So Andy or Matt, you can take the first one. Well, I, um, I think there'll still be changes to this. Yeah, I, I presume that there'll be a change on SmackDown and New Day will be added. And possibly, like maybe a stipulation as well. Being as a lot of people have been like, there's no, there's no kind of extreme rule. So maybe a TLC match or something like that. Yeah, I was um, going to say this. This has got like tables match written all over it or something like that. Some some sort of like certainly with ladders. If you got the Usos and yeah, kind of thing. Um. Uh, they're not gonna. Oh no, they're not gonna put it on the new day because I thought the new day would be the the person who they put in. Um, I'm gonna leave. It'll stay on the Usos, I think. Okay, I'm with you on that one. I've also gone for the Usos to retain. Some some nodding from Paul. See, I th I thought I was gonna be really clever on this one and be like, oh, I reckon they're gonna add the new day to this, and then Matt started talking, <laughs> and I was like, oh. I should have gone first, and then I could have sounded, then I could have sounded clever and like I knew what I was talking about. Um, I would also like the the Usos, please. Uh, but I'm, okay. I, I, every word of what Matt said, I was like, "Yeah, that's what I, oh. that's what I thought two seconds ago." <laughs> uh, 
Um, just at the end of this, I'm going to throw in a, um, a tie break, so we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. So, so keep the, the stipulation thing in mind. Um, right, the next match on the card, really simple story. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Probably aren't going to spend too much time on this one because uh, neither of WWE creative, seemingly. So, um, Carmella claims she's the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Morgan's sick of hearing it. Challenged her to a match. They're going to have a fight. Who's going to win? Carmella. Well, that's okay. much thought. And as thing as I'm going to... Okay, was that... Because she's first alphabetically, or is that? <laughs> I think like Liv Morgan. It doesn't matter what they seem to do with this. She always seems to be all oh, right. Oh, she's gonna match. Wicked, excellent. Oh yeah, she looks good in the ring. Oh no, buried for three months. We'll see you in a bit when we've done some kind of like possible rebranding of you. And uh, all right, oh, so, oh she's gone away again. Right. You know, it just seems to be loads of false starts with her in Carmella. You know. She's not been one of the commentators as well, so you know, kind of keeps you sweet, doesn't it? <laughs> so I was just going to say, I know that obviously Corey's uh, he's, he had to retire because of his concussion thing. So is he one of the guys who's officially on the no contact list? I don't know because if he's not, then I think at some point during one of her storylines, he's going to get involved if he's. <laughs> If he's able to do so, like from a from a contact perspective, and so that obviously if he's not, then it's probably very unlikely that he will. But um, I don't know whether he sort of gets involved in some sort of way that costs Liv Morgan the match or something. But I'm I'm going to match stick well, Carmella down. Currently, the, they're still officially on separate shows, aren't they? Um, true. True. Okay. Um, so I have Carmella down for Paul, but yeah, officially they're still on separate shows. Old, uh, old Corey and uh, Carmella, but that probably puts Carmella in the hot seat to be one of the moves in the draft. Unless, unless they, they do, then unless, start unless thinking about with the uh, commentators as well again. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Um, Andy, I was kind of waiting to see if you were going to go, but because uh, I was like, is it going to be another classic playing for points situation? Because I'm going with uh, Liv Morgan for this one. I said, me and you both, sir. Ah, um, I've gone for Liv Morgan. I thought it was easy points. Um, purely everything, everything that Matt said is correct in the terms of, you know, she's been buried probably more than anybody, but. I'm just going to pin my hopeful hat on the fact that she'll actually get a start this time. We'll see. Um, she's still got a few t-shirts on www.shop.com, so you know they've got them to shift at the very least. Um, but yeah, that's that one. Two matches to go then. Uh, and we'll stick with the women's division, with the Raw women's title, uh, Charlotte Flair defending against Alexa Bliss. Um, as we've come to expect with Little Miss Bliss, this hasn't exactly been a straightforward build to the match. As is now the norm, there's been all sorts of weird stuff and mind games and what have you. Um, and the regular listeners and viewers of, of the product will know we've talked about Lily before, the doll which Bliss talks to. Um, well, Flair was presented with a gift on Raw a couple of weeks ago, which was uh, Charlie, Flair's own version of, of the doll in the same sort of demented 
stylings of Lily, complete with Tiny Robin's championship as well. So at least there was a bit of attention to detail in that. Flair obviously didn't care too much for the doll, however, she decapitated it a week later. Um, so, you know, we've gone from people arguing about who's the prettiest to people arguing over a doll now. So, um, really, you know, really you know when you said earlier about in there. You know when you said earlier about the WWE making a comeback against AEW? You know, the last two matches would uh, kind of <laughs> move towards like, yeah, but we still do daft shit like this, so uh, maybe not. They did They did seemingly have uh, a, a bit of a, a good spar, a verbal sparring session in the ring when um, this past week on Raw... Um, Alexa was basically saying to Charlotte, who are you without the title? And uh, the, cr- the crowd wooed, because obviously she's, the, she's a flair. And uh, Alexa reminded Charlotte Flair that that wasn't even her thing originally. And then Charlotte returns back with, um, let's not talk about originality, seeing as essentially Alexa Bliss is still being <laughs> the female Bray Wyatt for the time being. Pot meat kettle, ladies and gentlemen. Um they have also wheeled out this other statistic, which is a little, uh, you know, might, might sway some decisions, that Alexa Bliss hasn't taken a pinfall loss in over a year. I mean, she hasn't had a right lot of matches in that time, but, you know, it's still something they've decided to drop in occasionally. Um, so, yeah. Will, will Charlotte Flair retain? Or will Alexa be able to sit on that swing wearing the hardware this time around? Andy? Charlotte Flair's another one of those for me that anytime she's in a match, I'm probably never going to pick anyone else. She she falls into the category of like Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, people like that. That when when they come up, it's like I can't I can't see past those people. So I just I'm, I'm always just like it 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 has to be that one so for me it's charlotte flair all day every day until until that changes but i don't see it changing anytime soon okay paul so let's have a quick look at the combined daily sort of totals that the past couple of champions have held the belt for since Asuka uh, won back the belt at SummerSlam, to a, a SummerSlam 2020 and held it for 231 days, the, uh, there has been another four changes in that time. Rhea Ripley obviously won it at WrestleMania and held it for 98 days. Charlotte won it and held it for a day at Money in the Bank. Nikki Ash, or... A-S-H, won it the day after Money in the Bank and held it for 33 days and then lost it again to Charlotte, who now has it for 29 days and counting. (sighs) It seems like they're absolutely hell-bent on getting Charlotte to at least 16 World Championships as quickly as they possibly can. So then they can get her to 17 and then they can obviously forget about having to talk about Ric Flair ever again so he's no longer employed by the company. So dark side of the ring uh, film came out the other day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that wasn't exactly ideal for him. Um, so I, I hate it, but stick me down for Bliss to win. Please. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you want to go next? Yeah, I've I've got Alexa Bliss as well because, I mean, part of me's like, would they make? Yeah, you know, there's no way that, that you know it's like the no way Bailey's winning this uh, comment, but it's like there's no way that the no way WWE would ruin a fiend character style thing again by having a lose and become kind of thingy, but you know, let's face it, probably will happen. Uh, but I, you know, I presume. Yeah, for some reason it's gonna yeah, they're gonna put it on Alexa Bliss. The only the only thing I'd say is that maybe they could warrant her not winning by having then her build to win the rumble. Possibly. Because at the minute I can't see a front runner for winning the room for winning the rumble from a women's perspective. Um I'm not thinking that they're even thinking that far ahead. I for the, for the result of this match, I've put my WWE booking hat on and uh, thought, well, next month is Halloween. That fits that quite nicely with Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So yeah. they'll do they'll do some kind of the flair will retain it this time. I mean, Bliss may may well win on a DQ or some something weird, but I think I've, I've gone with Flair as the result. Um, They'll do they'll do a rematch during October and it'll be some kind of weird Halloween haunted house nonsense. And if she's going to take it, it'll be there. So for the time being, I've gone for Charlotte Flair because um, you know we know that they like to like do stupid stupid stuff with the booking. So I figured that was mm-hmm. that was where I'd go with it. Um, that brings us, gentlemen, to the very last match currently advertised on the card, which is the Universal Title match, and currently the only. Extreme Rules match or stipulated match on the entire card. Uh, it's the Roman Reigns, uh, the Universal Champion, going in to defend against Finn Balor. So Balor's finally getting a shot. After seeing a stallish SummerSlam spotlight, uh, Finn Balor was granted a title match at Madison Square Gardens this past month, but took a loss. And as Roman was kind of leaving the arena, there was like Finn looking all angry on the floor in the ring. And then the lights pulsed. And we know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. The demon is back. So, here he comes this weekend. It will be Roman Reigns versus the Demon King variation of Finn Balor for the Universal title. Um, and as we say, made into an Extreme Rules match. So, will do you reckon that the arrival of the demon persona is going to make any difference to the fact that the rock's still going to be at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns or, um, or, or interestingly, there's this whole thing as well in there because they're going to wheel this out. I'm sure again about the, the fact that the, the demon, like Finn Balor as the demon has not had like a singles loss. So is, is that going to be, you know, is the, they've now booked themselves into that corner as well because it's an extreme rules match. So, how the hell do they get out of that? They'll find a way, but they won't find a way. Is it just? Is it just that Vince has got such a boner for Roman Reigns that that's another thing to add to the list of like 
he's beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Now he's beat he's the only person that's ever beaten Demon Finn Balor. Is it is it kind of more down that vein? Probably. Mm. Well, as much as we could talk about it, I'm I'm gonna start putting it in now. I'm pretty sure everybody is picking Roman Reigns. Tell me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. I'd, see, I've thought about it, and obviously with the, the Demon King kind of thing, I thought, oh, they're going to pull some kind of shit on it. Like, kind of, um, like, disqualification or, like, count out or something like that. But obviously, with Extreme Rules, you can't have any of that, can you? Nope. Bearing in mind there was the, the other year when there was the Hell in the Cell Seth Rollins <laughs> versus Bray Wyatt that had no rules but then apparently had rules when it suited. Yeah. yeah. I wonder I wonder whether there's because old, old Broccoli's been lurking as well. Hasn't so it? I was going to say there is no way this match is going without a Broccoli Rob interference in some way shape or form. But it's it's a it's a Roman Reigns win until the match is Roman Reigns, Broccoli Rob, or as we know, Rockley Rob, Rockley Rob, when that one happens. Rockley Rob. I'm I'm praying that they have a tag team match at some point, and just to see Andy's face, it'd be like Christmas morning. Especially when you hear that breaking glass just before it kicks off. Never going to happen. Special guest referee. That's about as good as it'll get. <laughs> you say as good as it'll get. We've all seen uh, WrestleMania 20. Because, um, you know, it worked out so well between uh, Goldberg and Lesnar when he was the special referee in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I did mention that... Um, Throw in a little tiebreaker just in just in case we need it. Um, now, obviously, it is extreme rules. Um, there is currently one stipulated match on the card. By the time that the card has finished, of the six we have mentioned, how many will have stipulations? Um, I'm gonna. I'll dive in first. I'm gonna say four of the six will have stipulations. Bugger. Yeah, snap. Three. For anybody else. Two. Oh, damn it. Oh, brilliant. Uh, in that case, I'll take five. Okay. But, so I must, I must, I must but, stress. It's does that oh. does that open us up to other card matches getting added? No. Of Ew. the one, filthy of, slag. Of the ones we have picked. It's up to you. I'm saying that of the ones we've picked. What, what would you guys prefer? Do you want to do it full card, or do you want just the ones we've done? Well, obviously, I would have hit all the card. Ah. Just the ones we've done, please. Yep. Also, also <laughs> fine. Also fine for me. I was in the box. I was going to write a tie, tiebreaker, but I feel like I should write Braun Brecker now after we've uh, discussed him earlier. Um, okay, predictions are done. The news was done. Any other business? Get, get, I'd like to send a get well soon to Triple H. Oh, oh. Hope, hope for a speedy recovery. 
he was uh, he was well enough to send out his first tweet. So uh, it's all looking good in the Triple H camp. I mean, his, his, his tweet is all well and good, but how many times do you reckon his text is misses going as he fucked NXT yet or what? <laughs> Stephanie just going. Stephanie just sends back that sort of that uh, Michael Scott meme of the. <laughs> it's fully. It's fully what caused the heart episode when he said he was coming down. It's Don't worry, we're sending Vince and Bruce to come and sort out NXT. <laughs> It'll be the equivalent of that episode of The Simpsons where um, Homer has the heart attack after he sees that Lisa turns down the check from Mr. Burns. And then when she tells him what, uh, that, they, that he's got the calculation of the figure wrong, and he just see from outside, it's like, Code Red! Code Red! <laughs> I mean, it is basically uh, like Harold Shipman's coming to look after your graph. Isn't it? In a... Oh, dear. I mean, <laughs> too but, soon? Is that too <laughs> soon? What sort of time stamp do you need to put on these, Andy, when uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's edit time? I don't know, 47.33, Paul, I couldn't possibly tell you. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be fair though, Matt, you can understand his reaction, because if, if you'd heard the words out loud from the, the, the guy up top, Rich Holland will be NXT champion by the end of the year. <laughs> sure, then, yeah. <laughs> it, right. It, it, and the unfortunate thing is it's going to happen. Well, I was just going to say, though, is Ridge Holland becoming the NXT champion the equivalent of John Terry becoming Nottingham Forest manager if it happens are you just like see you later on lads that's me done for another couple of seasons <laughs> it's got like two the bloody belt in into a stick isn't he he'll, he'll, just, he'll hold out the truncheon and it'll just hang off the end go put it round his whippet <laughs> roll with him when he escaped out of Yorkshire uh, <laughs> I mean, he could still wear the title around his waist and then just hang the flat cap over the top of the title, maybe. I bought his whippet to carry the, the, the belt. Do you he walks into catering and he's like, well, he's come for us teas. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is... You, you'll know. Is he, is he actually from Hull? No. He played for Hull. Where's, where's he from? Uh, now you're asking. He's not. He's, right. he's definitely. He's definitely. Definitely not from Hull. Um, is he? Is he a Yorkshire lad? Though I think he's Bradford or like Keithley around there, isn't he? Like somewhere. He's from Keithley. Keithley. He came from Keithley's loins. Lovely. <laughs> Keithley, um, wouldn't, Keithley wouldn't produce anything as terrible as that. <laughs> he's from. He's from Liver's Edge. Liver's Edge. Oh, he's a Wesley. Dewsbury. Oh, those are Dewsbury. What's a what's a traditional uh, West? What's a traditional West Yorkshire sort of meal that you could ask for in uh, catering? That they're like, what the fuck is that? If a, a traditional West Yorkshire meal would be fish and chips from Bridlington on your weekend away. So is the uh... anyway? No, I, think, I think we should move on. And uh, is it, was was there was there any any other business? Nothing from me, thank you. Right. I, think I mean, let's kind of touch on the wrestling world scrabbling for another cancellation session from the dark side of the ring uh, <laughs> documentary. Yeah. 
Um, oh my word! I've not got a chance to see it yet, but obviously I've seen a lot of the fallout of it. Um, I mean, it's quite shocking to kind of when you read some of the reports and read some of the stuff. Like other people have said, you know, I, I know I've kind of joked about Maria Canellis being a renter quote on lots of things on yeah, before, but you know, she some of her tweets and I think is it Michael Ruck, Ruck, Ruckbino or something like that the commentator on Ring of Honor, uh, on Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. it was like Jesus Christ it was like horrendous like basically told like all the all the female um, members of staff um, for want of a better phrase you know, you know female you don't want to use the word talent because it's the wrong situation to be using that <laughs> word. Um, but unfortunately, that's what they call them. Superstars. Um, just being basically told, that's what happens here. Get on with it. Mm. You know, and I, I think I think that's the unfortunate thing is at times when you just think, it's, it's not, that's not, that's not acceptable that young women should be subjected to, you know, it, it, it's a very threatening kind of situation to be stuck in a plane with people that you know are genuinely bigger, stronger, and you know, skilled in a way that there's nothing you can do. I think that's that's terrible. It must be difficult for somebody who a lot of these people will have been trained in some kind of fighting, but there's still nothing you can do because these guys are trained in some in the similar kind of fighting as you. And in your base, the top to get on with it, which I think is 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 terrible, really. Mm. I've I've uh, purposely not watched it because not because I'm I, I don't I don't I'm not interested in it. I don't want to know that like what happened or anything like that. But I've I've purposely not watched it because I feel like not. Not to defend them, obviously, in any in any way, shape, or form, because obviously it's well documented that some of this stuff happened by now. But it you're never gonna get. It doesn't matter how many documentaries they make. You're never gonna get the exact story because every single no. person on that flight was absolutely shit faced in one way or another. And anybody that says they didn't do something, I don't think can wholeheartedly say that they know that 100% because they were they seemingly were all that inebriated so um, I don't think there's ever going to be an accurate picture of what happened Um, and then you throw in the added wrinkle of the fact that the the main accuser the flight attendant lady was also then uh, done for armed robbery at some point as well so she's not exactly the most trustworthy person in the world either so I I, I choose to believe that some of the stuff happened but I, I think sort of not. It's weird because, like in the in in the olden days, if you like, that kind of stuff would have been almost like like fabled and glamorized. Whereas now they they purposely make these programs to do the exact opposite. So it's it could it could be that somebody who's hardly done anything has been caught up in it and they're going to get absolutely canned because of it. Or it could be that you know that. You know, it all did happen, and it was it's horrendous, and they deserve it all. But I, I, I don't think you'll ever find out for real. No. One thing, one thing that did come out about it was the um, so the, the one of the guys who is the either the producer or the executive producer. I think his name's um, Jason Eisner. 
I may have made that up. I may have got that incorrect, but um, he went on Jim Cornette's podcast this week or last week to discuss the episode because that's that's generally what he tends to do. He tends to go on to discuss the episodes when they air and things like that. Um, and what they did say was when they were when they were gathering the research was that um, it, it was there were more than one flight where incidents like that happened and it came to the point where they were trying to work out which of the flights from hell technically it was so it wasn't an isolated incident by the sound of things it, it, like stuff like that happened on three or four flights that were taken in that sort of time period it was just a case of that was the worst of a bad bunch of flights basically um, but they, they were they've They've said that they've since coming uh, over more words here. They've since realised that they might have to they might have to come out and do a retraction for certain bits because in the episode they say that Vince was on the flight. It's now come to light that they may have been confusing that with a different flight, and he wasn't on the flight in question. So they might have to pull a retraction and stuff to say that he wasn't on the flight and he wasn't able to sort of bring people back into order and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a, it's a really strange situation and like I say, won't happen again these days because look, neither, nor, nor should it. So that, but I, find it I, I do find that Dark Side of the Ring programme interesting to the point where when they cover stuff like um, the Bruiser Brody murder and things like that where there's, there's actual police evidence and stuff where they can actually go on whereas I mean obviously we're all sat here talking on an opinions based <laughs> sort of subject anyway at the moment but that that entire flight is, is you know the, the, there is no kind of there was no documentation as far as I'm aware it is it is all just he said this and she said that and they said the other and it like yeah. I don't know really what else you can say about it so yeah, I wasn't brave enough to mention that, Matt, so you've uh, <laughs> brought it to light. But yeah, um yeah, I've got I've got nothing else to cover. If you guys are all are all set, I think we'll we'll call it. Alright, well thank you very much for joining us. Um enjoy the wrestling this weekend. Hit us up with your predictions and get involved. See if you can uh, can submit some guest predictions for next time out. So thank you very much for joining us, uh, gents, and uh see you next time. So there you go, what do you think to that? Who have you got winning the matches? Drop us a line and let us know. You can do that by jumping over to thecookiecast.com, finding any of our contact details, whether it's social media or using the email function. Let us know who you think is going to win all of the matches coming up. If you manage to beat us, we'll send you a prize. So... Checking us out on YouTube, huh? Yeah, do subscribe. Checking us out audio, do the same. You can subscribe as well. No issues there. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. <laughs>